What did we just watch, Amy? <sighs> we just watched Man of Steel, Zack Snyder film from 2013, starring Henry Cavill as Superman. Superman! The first movie of the DC Extended Universe. Yeah. Inspired by the MCU Extended Universe. Yeah. But didn't do so well. Well, they they tried to replicate the MCU very quickly. They did. And they decided, we're going to be dark. Yeah. We're not going to have any funny bits. Well, it, I weirdly, I blame Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Um, with his, his three Batman movies that were... Incredibly dark and goofy. They were goofy also. I just think we didn't notice it at the time. Uh, and was a executive producer on Man of Steel, which got Almost lots of people very excited the, uh, about it. Some of the story. He was one of the story editors. Yeah. Not editors. Um, which made people really excited Creators. about this when it came out. There's my phone. I see it now. I was looking for it earlier. Kevin loses his phone in our tiny apartment. It doesn't help that it's the same color as the, the couch. Time. All the time. Every day. <laughs> Every day. Yes, the Christopher Nolan Batman films were not part of the DC no. universe. But they did have an influence on how... Warner Brothers approached making superhero movies. Yeah. yeah. So this is our first impressions. Reactions. Unedited. Unresearched. Although we've been thinking about... The Snyderverse for years. Since 2013. <laughs> um, and so we decided that since Justice League, the Snyder Cut just came out, we would finally actually watch the movies we've been complaining about for many yeah. years. So, uh, which you should do yeah. <laughs> you you should definitely do that. To be fair, I think we've we've criticized Zack Snyder in general. In general, in general. Now we're going to so criticize Zack Snyder in specific. We decided we wanted to watch the four-hour Justice League movie, <laughs> the new cut, and then we figured out, well, we probably should go back to the beginning so we can better see what what Zack Snyder's what, trying what's to do happening in this this four-hour Justice League. So this is the part one. Part one, Man of Steel. Yeah, and I I want to say up front, like even if I do end up being mean to Zack Snyder's movies in this project, which is a possibility, um, I am trying to approach them as they are. I'm trying to limit the amount of criticism that's Superman wouldn't be like this, uh, and instead focus on like whether this movie succeeds or fails at what it does. Oh, I think we have plenty to talk about of whether it succeeds or not at what it does. I know, but I'm putting that in the context of the conversation. Oh, no, yes, yes, I know. I'm just saying, we got plenty. Because <laughs> I have lots of things that I disagree with about Zack Snyder's interpretation of Superman, um, which we yeah. can talk about. But if the storytelling's not good, then... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. Yeah. And you can, and I'm, I'm all for different interpretations of superheroes and of these sort of iconic characters mm -hmm. in general. Uh, I... That's one of the reasons I really dig, I don't watch very often, but I dig, like, the fan recreations of Star Trek, um, where they, like, make up whole new Star Trek original series episodes, mm -hmm. because I think we should be free to reinterpret Kirk and Spock and Bones and all those sorts of things. Um, or the new version of Pike in Discovery, I think, is really fascinating, but that's mm -hmm. way off topic. So I'm not saying Zack Snyder is bad at directing because he didn't make Superman the way I wanted. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm and trying to say that. There are so many Snyder fans out there. There are. Um, 
so it's not... So he's doing something that they appreciate. Yeah, yeah, that they really enjoy and are adamant and vocal and almost militant. Yes. About. Yes. Um, and they insist, at least I have seen them insist, I, won't, I don't want to paint with too broad a brush, that anyone who disagrees about the quality of these films is being paid off by Disney Marvel, which would be great... I mean, I, would I take could that use check. that check. Disney Marvel. <laughs> just you know, just, just send that check in the mail for you know, me. Tell you what, Disney Marvel, just support our Patreon. That's all I ask. <laughs> just add yourself. We'll even call you out every episode. Uh, but we are not being paid by Disney Marvel for our opinions. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, what was Ooh. your opinion, Amy? Okay, so this is my first impression of Man yeah. of Steel. This is a Michael Bay movie for superheroes where the color gradient is not that orange-blue, but very gray, emphasizing blues and reds. Yeah. That is what this is. That's what it is. You're it correct. It starts at a 10, and then it doesn't try to, like, stay at a 10. It wants to achieve 27. Yeah. It wants but to go even further. It has a few dour lower moments i i found everything between the opening action sequence and superman turning himself into the military yeah to be not a 10 or a 12 That's or whatever true. i found it to be a like four yes it did it did take a dip but i think the intent was i think Zack snyder was working on a different scale than yes one to ten. That is true. He was working on his own scale. I have to say, the, the, I think the parts, uh, the beginning of the movie starts on Krypton telling the mythology of mm-hmm. Krypton's being destroyed, the Kryptonians have destroyed the planet, and they send Kal-El off in his spaceship to Earth. Um, I thought that was some of the most compelling and interesting storytelling I and agree. action. Watching that sequence, I was like, what if we're wrong? I, that's what, what if I was <laughs> thinking. I was like, oh, well, if the movie is like this, I might not mind it. Yeah, this is all right. You know, it's not it's not perfect. It's a little bit busy. But, you know, it's okay. It's, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> some good world building, some pretty decent action sequence um, mm-hmm. with uh, Jor-El running around and flying on his fly beast and jumping off things like yeah it worked pretty well big like tense moment of Mm -hmm. there's this coup d'etat happening at the same time the planet is being destroyed destroyed by by natural disaster and kryptonian made natural disaster there were stakes there were emotional stakes Mm -hmm. yeah it worked it worked pretty well then we got to the rest of the movie (laughs) (laughs) yep and then I had <laughs> the same thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, folks. I was I were exhausted after watching this movie. Yeah, it was only two hours and twenty minutes. Wait till we get to Justice League. Um, <laughs> it was the last half is just action, 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 action. Yeah. No emotional stakes. No character development. None. I have no, like, I know what happened. I know the underlying reasons why, but I don't know the motivations, the yeah. character motivations as to why. I, I have, no I have a lot of ideas. questions about those motivations because the 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 movie does a pretty good job, I will say, of not overloading you with exposition. We have the the prologue, such as it is on Krypton, 
And then a lot of the rest of stuff is sort of doled out over the rest of the movie. It's, so telling the story of Clark Kent growing up in Kansas is, Kansas is mostly told in flashbacks. Mm-hmm. But so. even, like, we don't fully understand, like, Zod's motivations or, like, what the Codex is or why it's important until two-thirds, three-quarters of the way through the movie... Um, which is is okay. You don't need to have all of that explained to you to understand that they want it or that they're fighting over yes. it or that it's important. Um, but then the actual explanations we get just raise a bunch of other questions mm-hmm. that make me go, well, but why couldn't we? But so why are you going to? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, we should mention we didn't say it specifically. We're going to spoil the heck out of this. So I was being a little bit vague there. but well, That's true. It's 2013. The limit is up yeah. on, on spoilers. Yeah, we're going to spoil Zack Snyder's Justice League when we get there, too. But Well, that was from 2017, 2018, too. The, the original. The <laughs> Maybe there will be spoilers in, in the second iteration of it. I bet there will. But, um... Yeah, so... So, yeah, um... I don't know, there's just so much to say. Yeah, the basic, it's another origin story for superhero movies mm-hmm. um, with Superman. Once we get through the prologue of what happens in Krypton, we mostly skip forward to Clark Kent taking on odd jobs, trying to lay low, lay low find himself, but he can't just help saving people. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, see, I've already forgotten what happens. He uh, he, he destroys a guy's truck in an act for, of vengeance. <laughs> yeah. For for really like, again, I I don't need Superman to be like a paragon necessarily, but like this guy was kind of a jerk, and so Superman destroys his like primary means of employment, which seems like disproportionate retribution. <laughs> yeah. That was just a thought I had when I was watching I it. I did not realize that Trucker was the guy who was giving the waitress a hard time. I thought <laughs> I thought Superman came out of that restaurant and he was like frustrated that he couldn't do more and so he punched a truck. I mean That's how I interpreted yours yours makes much more sense. It now. makes more sense. I don't know that it's a better choice. <laughs> and gradually he finds like what would have been the fortress of solitude but it's mm-hmm. really just a, a like a colonizing ship yeah it's been ice for twenty thousand years and then he discovers who he is and then he transitions pretty smoothly into just being, being superman. superman um and lois lane's around and she's digging up stuff and she figures out who he is in the first quarter third yeah of, pretty early on of the movie and yeah, no tension about that which was very weird like like really like, she's like, I'm going to go solve this. She goes and solves it. They have one conversation. And she's like, okay, I won't spill your secret. I'm just going to... I'll let the story go. Yeah. I'm not, you know, a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist who takes all of this incredibly seriously. I'm going to give it up for a cute boy. Yeah. Um, and and then, I don't know. We got to the General Zod's crew. They had been sent into the Phantom Zone. Mm-hmm. They got out of the Phantom Zone and... and Came to Earth looking for the Codex. Yeah. To restart Krypton. Krypton. So the theme of this movie is what if it's Superman but dark? <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. That's a yeah. fine choice. I think that mm-hmm. 
like you said, we can't disagree with trying out a new yeah. way of looking at Superman. But I don't think Zack Snyder quite knew what he wanted to do with that. I think it doesn't help that the Superman mythology itself is pretty flat. Like, Superman is one of the less interesting superheroes mm-hmm. because he's really just, he's the all-American boy. Yeah. And he's out for, you know, truth, justice, and the American way. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of conflict. There's not a lot of character. And it, it can be done. There's been, you know, 600 plus issues of action comics. Someone's writing these stories about Superman. So I know it can be done. But they're often, I feel like, in conversation with that mythos. Yeah, and, and I think I think it's hard. I would yeah. be interested to go back to the Christopher Reeves movies because I think those probably do the best job. The first one in particular of, does a really of good Superman, job. And and I wonder if it's a storytelling or like Christopher Reeves is a Juilliard trained actor. Yeah. How much, um, I that. will say one thing Christopher Reeve does that few. TV versions or film versions of Superman have done well is he nails Clark Kent. And I think Clark Kent is the key to understanding Superman. Mm. Um, and I say that in a lot of ways because we, we say, you know, it's the old line is Superman's are this Kansas farm boy. He's an Eagle Scout. And like, that's all true, but that's, he's, that's because he is Clark Kent. You know, Superman mm-hmm. is the outward expression of his superpowers, but his personality is Clark Kent. And he, he becomes extra bumbling and goofy, and that's a bit of a front, but, you know, because his entire disguise is a pair of glasses. Um, but being able to nail that difference, I think, is really important. And we don't get... We don't get Clark Kent, really. Until the last five Let's, minutes of the movie? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he exists. We see the flashbacks of yeah. Clark Kent. And he is Clark Kent before he transforms into Superman, but there's not... There's not a sense of who that is. No. It's so flat. It's so underdeveloped. Yeah. Besides that he wants... That he feels like an outsider mm-hmm. in, his, in his town. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's his character. Yeah. Yeah. He wants I, to do good. He, yeah. he wants to do good. He saves his schoolmates when the bus mm-hmm. uh, dives into a river. Yeah. Um, but not interesting. Not an interesting character. No. I was really fascinated by the the my two dads of it. Because Clark Kent, Superman, Jor-El, Kal-El has two dads. And that's... Yes kind of always been an important part of the character in the sense of this pull between Jor-El and the sort of needs of Krypton and this, you know, grand thing. And then Jonathan Kent, who's a down-home farm boy, but instills a lot of Superman's beliefs in him. Like, that is that is a core part of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and this Jonathan Kent, played by someone famous... Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Yes, yeah, so like I said, someone famous. Yes. He's, um, he's been in a couple of movies. Yeah, you know, here and there. I mean, to be fair, Jor-El was also famous. Um, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, yeah. Also also, also been, been in a, a couple movies. movies. Yeah, you know, here and there. Uh, <laughs> I recognize that they were famous. <laughs> Let's start. <laughs> um, but I never got a real sense of Jonathan Kent's morality and how it impacted inf- imp- impacted Clark Kent other than 
don't save people because you need to keep this a secret. That's all we were given as an audience. Yeah. And so I'm with Clark and like, I have no idea who I'm supposed to be as a grown up. (laughs) Cause he didn't have a lot of anything. And like, I think there's a version of that Jonathan Kent. That's really interesting that plays into the fear and the protectiveness of being a father that Kevin Costner was not given the opportunity to portray in this film. It was, people will be mad at you. And scared. And scared. And and the government will come. Yeah. And then Russell Crowe comes along and says, I need you to be a god. I need you to be a beacon of, of hope and lead these people to their salvation, which is the opposite, which is interesting, especially when the film, I think... Like, other than Superman but dark, the film comes down on that side of the debate. That Superman needs to lead the human race. Yeah. From them and, and, be, and be better than the humans. Yes. Um, and that in he is... In terms of, like, morality. Not be better and, like... F- you think maybe, I yeah. think it's both. Okay. That's like, the thing. He's like, better because he, he's invincible. Yeah. He is better than them because he is more powerful than them. And again, that is an interesting thing to play with, but I don't know that they knew they were doing that. Um, Which is one of, one of the things that could make it kind of dark. Yes. And I would argue that what ended up making it dark was really more stylistic than story. Yes. And, and telling the actors, don't smile. Yeah. No, no, no laughs. No having Be fun. Be very serious. And how you deliver all the lines. <laughs> but you lift out the stylistic element, the color grading, mm-hmm. the music. Um, the acting choices. The acting choices. And you have a Superman story. Yeah. A pretty basic Superman yeah, story, for that matter. The story itself is not dark. No. I think the closest it gets to that is the interactions with the military. Yes. Which also is like one of the reasons I was like, oh, this is Michael Bay. Yeah. Transformers. Because <laughs> this movie loves the military. <laughs> and instead of a very bright color gradient, we get a very, very dark. gray one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like it kept pointing at like, I could do something with this. And then not doing anything with that. I think that's where I'm dissatisfied with it, is its unwillingness to actually make a choice or to tell an interesting story that is about Superman being darker or being conflicted by these things. Because Superman doesn't really have a lot of external conflict in this movie. I mean, he, has, he has a big guy to punch. Like, that's that's there. But, like, the like decisions he has to make... We certainly don't see in Henry Cavill's acting choices. Um, we get told them through flashbacks. Well, I think we get told them, too, is the way that this flowed to me dramaturgically was, uh-huh. this happens here, this happens here, this happens here. And even in some of the, the cuts from location to location and, and jumps in the storyline were quite jarring mm-hmm. because there needed to be a bit of a transition. But it very much felt... This, this happens, happens here, and then this, this happens. happens, and this happens. Yes. You say this now. You don't need to be motivated <laughs> why you're saying it. Yeah. This is the line you say. 
this is what you're doing here. This is the next part. So and you don't see happens. any deliberation really happening. Yeah. Any internal conflict. I feel like, yeah. yeah. Um, he went to, he went to church characters? and talked to a pastor for a second because we couldn't leave any any amount of subtlety to the Christ allegory that Zack Snyder thought he was very clever by making. Mm-hmm. Um, which is all over this movie and means nothing. Oh, see, I didn't get any of that. But oh. now that you say it, it makes It's all over the place. And but it's meaningless. Like it's like it's aesthetic. Like he's literally like sitting in front of a stained glass window when he decides to save humanity by giving himself up to the military. Yeah, I did notice that. Um he fa- he falls into the water with his arms outstretched and the cross mm. pose after he saves the oil rig or the people on the oil rig. That was just a few of them that I wrote down. Um, But there's nothing being said with that. It's going like, hey, Superman's kind of like Jesus. No, it's a lot of big ideas, but you can't have big ideas unless you know how you get to them. Yeah. You can't can't build the forest without the trees. Yeah. Um, And this didn't have a lot of trees. This, I mean... uh, Superman and Lois fall in love. I don't know how. I guess. I guess. They seem strongly <laughs> attached to each other from the get-go, and I don't understand why? why, except that they were supposed to. Yeah. That's what the film called for. Yeah. Um, Although we did get that amazing, amazing Lois Lane line after they kissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was really bad. Yeah. It was, it was an example of some of the really bad dialogue yeah. in the film where she's like... They say it's all downhill after the first kiss. Yeah, but then he says, <laughs> that's only for humans. <laughs> <laughs> what? First, do they say that? Is that a thing they say? And B, why would they only apply it to humans? Like, how does that... <laughs> it was... And it's meant to be this, like, big, like pinnacle of their romance and they've finally gotten together i guess but we have no idea why. why and you gotta i i'm not familiar with henry cavill's work but amy adams is a good actor yes amy so adams I, is I a good actor that it's the film and she not is the better actor. than that yeah. um hey you gotta cash those checks i get it yeah yeah that's so much of this movie is it's happening because it's supposed to happen Zod wants to destroy the Earth so he can make new Krypton. Why he can't go to another planet and terraform it and make a bunch of Kryptonian babies there once he has the information from Clark Cells never comes up. Yeah. Nobody cares. If they can terraform, bad. then they could terraform anywhere. Yeah. What about... They have a working magic terraform machine. That's awesome. Go to Mars. We're not using it. <laughs> I mean, clearly he has a eugenicist bent, and then he thinks there's certain bloodlines that should uh, rule mm-hmm. over. So that's the best that I could do. Is as a eugenicist, he just wants to destroy species. Yeah, I guess that are less than the which, best which bloodlines. Is though in contradiction to like everything I did, I did for the betterment of Krypton and protecting them. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense because you could have gone somewhere else where there wasn't a guy who wanted to kill you. Uh, but no, that, yeah. Yeah, the, the the eugenicist history of the Kryptonians was a little muddled. Is that new? Or is that I don't part of... know. It's not one that I know of. 
but it was it was an interesting choice like again it's one of those things like okay we could do something interesting with this mm-hmm. i'm not opposed to making this choice be it a part of the original mythos or not but it didn't mean anything no that that should be the tagline <laughs> to the film it didn't mean it didn't anything, mean anything. Like, yes, what if Zod's a eugenicist? And it just asks that question. <laughs> I think there's always an interesting question in, in Krypton and the history of Krypton because you have how it's portrayed as this, like, elegant, technologically advanced society mm-hmm. that destroys itself. Mm-hmm. And there are, I mean, that's, like, spot on <laughs> for a discussion of humanity in the 21st and 20th centuries. Absolutely. Um, there's, there's, like... <laughs> You almost think it's too obvious as, like, banging on the head, but it's not, um, certainly not explored in this film. No. Of what that could it's, mean. It's acknowledged in this film, which is, this film has a lot of acknowledging. It acknowledges these are the things that are supposed to happen. Um, yeah. Uh, I also thought it was an interesting choice. A lot of the Superman... I mean, think of Lois and Clark mm-hmm. and um, Superman the Animated Series. The the Christopher Reeves. I'm sure. I don't know how long it goes in comic books. So this tension between Lois Lane doesn't know that Clark Kent is Superman. Yeah, and I'd expect that in an origin film. Yes, and they didn't do that, so that's okay. That could be an interesting choice. Absolutely, they didn't do anything with it. <laughs> it was really boring and stilted and. I don't know why that choice was made except to be different. To get through it. I feel like they just didn't want to deal with it. Um, I feel like Lois and Clark didn't have that tension. They they knew from the beginning. Nope. They no? went through many seasons. Really? Well. Eventually, eventually they figured it out and they got married yeah. and like. Well, that shows what I know. Well, I know the um, the new WB series, Lois and Superman, or Superman and Lois. Lois and Superman. I think it's Superman and Lois. Okay. That's a, that's it's a not small important. detail. Um, they definitely know in that. Yes, but they're also starting later in the Superman story. Yes, yeah. They're not starting, Clark Kent just got to Metropolis and started at the Daily Planet. Yeah, they're doing, Superman and Lois have twins and they're teenagers and it's a CW show. You they're can't have... teenagers. I think they are. I think that no, not when they they would be post Supergirl. I think they are. They have twins when they're teenagers. No, they're Lois and Superman's kids are teenagers. Oh, okay. (laughs) Not Lois and Superman are teenagers and have twins. Okay, that was very confusing. I can see why. Uh. But yeah, but just rushing past that didn't change anything or have any There purpose. were no stakes and no consequences and yeah, nothing came of it. <laughs> Except Lois got to go onto a spaceship for a little bit um, and hang out with Superman's dad. I thought it was interesting that, you know, Lois Lane is a tenacious reporter Mm-hmm. I know that um, Amy Adams has a very soft voice, so I thought that was kind of an interesting. I dynamic did too. I thought about of, that. You know, she's a very tenacious, driven, assertive, very non-aggressive reporter. But here, she has just a very subtle, soft mm-hmm. voice. 
Yeah, I thought that was an interesting take on the character um, of not having to be loud and angry to be driven and focused and accomplish any goal that she sets out to do. Mm-hmm. Bold choice. Interesting. New take. Nope. Nothing. <sighs> nothing, nothing out of it, though. Um <laughs> I am surprised I got Lawrence Fishburne to just do a role where he stares seriously into space. I mean, he, he's also got he's also got to get his gotta checks. Get paid. I, I'm not begrudging anyone. No, that do the work that you want by doing these roles. Yeah, and getting paid. Um, but yeah, what a waste of Lawrence Fishburne. Like anybody <laughs> could have done that. Yeah, anyone could have done that. And it would have been fine. Also, the whole, like, third act storyline following Lawrence Fishburne and the other two reporters from the Daily Planet who barely have names and don't have characters came out of nowhere and then went nowhere. Yeah. And I like I wrote down, who's Janet? Am I supposed to know who she is and She's have some sort of opinions of her? Person. She works at the Daily Planet. I know that because she's standing next to Lawrence Fishburne. Who's playing Perry White, for yeah. those of you who don't know, he's playing Perry White. Yeah. Perry White's one of those characters that has a lot of room for interpretation because no one has a strong opinion of who he is. He's the editor. Okay, sure. Um, and Lawrence Fishburne performed the role. <laughs> he so, showed up and did his job. I mean, I don't know if I have much to say about the film besides meh. Yeah. I didn't do much. Um... I have I have some other pop culture connections sure. that I think are interesting. We can talk about those. I think that my view of Superman has changed quite a bit since we watched The Boys on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah, Prime. that's interesting. Because uh, The Boys on Amazon Prime, I'm not going to spoil. You'll figure this out from the first episode. It is, what if Superman, but bad and corporate. Yes. <laughs> and he is... He's not called Superman. It's, it's the they, Homelander. They, they're all, all of the superheroes are based on, on DC. Yeah, really um, on DC superheroes. D- DC superheroes. And the, the Superman character, his name is Homelander. He's an evil psychopath. Yeah. That the corporation can barely keep in control. Yeah. Um, and it... Just, uh, this will probably paint even more for me when we watch Batman v Superman. (laughs) But, like, what if Superman bad and he's unstoppable? Yeah. And that is a potentially interesting premise and worth exploring. Um, But here, we don't get that. We don't get Superman bad. No, and I I don't think, it's not going for Superman. No. I'm not saying it has to. But it has changed how I've thought about about Superman. Superman. Yeah, that's fair. I think this is, how do I frame this? What is, what is the point I'm trying to make? Because I think it's related to that. The scene at the end where Superman destroys a drone and is like, I just want to help. And the military is like, what if you don't? Like, what if you change your mind? Mm-hmm. And Superman's like, well, I'll just have to trust you. Well, I think that's the thing about Superman is I've never had any doubt that of his moral compass and mm-hmm. that it's good mm-hmm. and um, he's not bad. And I've always like not understood, well, why is Batman so upset about, <laughs> like, we've got to have a way of stopping yeah. um, 
the Lex Luthor, too, is yeah. like, oh, yeah. we have to have a way of stopping this man. And I'm like, but no, he's good. It's never doubted in my mind. Mm-hmm. It crossed my mind that he would switch and... and... Which is fair. And I think that's, that is how he's often been portrayed. And I think the Superman from the CW series, um, originally Supergirl and now Superman and Lois, does a really good job of nailing that performance and believing that and making it believable. That being said, this movie doesn't have that confidence in him, I feel like, but also is okay with the fact that I guess we'll just have to trust him and and is on his side with that portrayal. Well, it's, kind of, it's going dark, but it's unclear. The film is unclear on this. Yes. If it's going dark kind of in Superman's personality. Mm-hmm. Or is it just going dark in the Tone. general, like, yeah, mise-en-scene? Yeah. Because I think, like, I feel like the movie is backing Superman's opi- opinion or decision to be cagey about that and saying, yeah, he can do whatever he wants. He's going to be nice because he can, but he can do whatever he wants and the movie is fine with that. Like, the movie isn't questioning if if we should be okay with a god living amongst us, being benevolent for as long as he feels like it. Um, what I'm trying to say is this movie made me sympathize with Lex Luthor, and I feel weird about it. <laughs> because it did a bad job of storytelling. Yes. Not necessarily because of the character choices they made. No. No, because I think... I don't think the movie wants me to... I think the movie wants me to be on Superman's side. But I'm not because they did it badly. They portrayed his his character in a way that made me uncomfortable and untrusting of him. Which was not its goal, I don't think. But I'm like, yeah, maybe we should keep some kryptonite around. Maybe he will change his mind. He, he's left open the possibility, and I don't like that. He does carry the codex of the Krypton. Yeah. Which I feel like that's new to the Superman mythos. I've never heard of that before now. And I think it's very selfish of him to not do anything with it. (laughs) Like, I feel like that doesn't come up in the later movies at any point. Well, I don't know, because I haven't seen the later movies, so... I mean, I have seen Batman v Superman, but I watched it with Riff Tracks, and I don't remember it at all. Uh, I don't... Uh, I don't have high hopes of them exploring any of those themes in the future No, movies. I don't either. But, like... Zod's plan... The specifics of it were bad, but, like, hey, I want to restore my society that got destroyed by their own hubris... That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And Superman just decided, no, you don't get to do that. Not, no, you don't get to do that on my planet, which is a valid opinion. But then, like, it never coming up again or allowing any work to be done. Oh, you mean, like, Superman hates it? Okay, all right, but let's go to another planet. And yeah. We'll... I mean, sure, maybe you can't do it with Zod because Zod is evil Yeah, because he's bad, which is not strong characterization but that's where we are but like every other superman i feel like would try to do that in some way 
if he was carrying the entire fate of his people, yeah. the Kryptonians. And you can look to things like the Bottle City of Kandor, like which he's super protective of, which is because comic books, um, an entire Kryptonian city that has been shrunk to the size of a dinner plate, and sometimes he goes and visits them by shrinking. And he keeps them in the Fortress of Solitude, and they're fine. Um, but, like, he loves them because they're his people, and he wants to keep them sur- alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Superman is an incredibly lonely person. And that's something, again, I think they were trying to do here, but didn't succeed at. Instead of lonely, he got just bland. Yeah. Um, and so, like, Superman would jump at the chance to try and bring back his people. He would want to be a bridge between them and humanity. He wouldn't want to destroy humanity. But that was never presented as, like, an option. Russell Crowe was like, you can be a bridge between them. And then we just forget the Kryptonians existed, I feel like, in the later movies. Again, I haven't seen seen them. them. (laughs) I haven't seen them, but I've listened to people on the internet talking about them in general, and nobody's ever talked about Superman's plan to bring back Krypton. Okay. (laughs) Maybe they're saving that for Man of Steel 2. Yeah, but they're done. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're, they're done. They, um, they didn't do well. I guess they did well enough. They did it well enough to give $70 million to Zack Snyder to redo, remake his movie. Redo a movie. Um, it is not a director's cut. It is a brand new, a new movie. movie. Yes, we haven't seen them. It could come up again. But this movie forgets about that immediately yeah even with not knowing what happens in future movies this movie forgets that superman has within his genes the possibility of bringing back an entire doomed civilization and that is a failure of storytelling that is a failure to follow through in what you're setting up on like you establish this thing and then immediately forget about it because you don't actually care I think it'll be interesting to see across the movies to the Zack Snyder um, aesthetic because mm-hmm. I'm not really aware mm-hmm. of it, which I think it's really come to fruition in these series of films because mostly before this was Watchmen. Yeah. And I had seen Watchmen and I don't know what else. I uh, did the Owls of Gahul. Was it animated? It was a CGI, CGI. animated owl movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he did the Dawn of the Dead remake. Because right now I have heavy music, mm-hmm. dark scale, mm-hmm. color. Oh, he did 300. That's his excellent oh, movie. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, there's another um, one. Yeah. 300. One thing he did not have in this movie which i was a little bit surprised because i think it is so much of a Zack snyder aesthetic is the um speed ramping where things go slow motion and then speed up really fast and slow motion and speed up really fast in action fights uh, i was expecting more random cuts that's also something i think of snyder like little details that he likes to cut to did i make that up i i don't know one way or the other okay. Um, that's not a thing that think that is in my brain in relation to, to Zack Snyder. Yeah, okay. I won't say, because yeah. I don't know. I will say, like, the filmmaking here was competent. Like, the editing felt fine. It never felt, like, other than, like, some of the jarring, like, connective story beats that you were talking like, about. We went from this location to this brand new location, and I don't know how we got there. I don't know how much time has passed. Yes. 
So, but that, that's more story than like yeah. actual directing. Like, or like the camera work wasn't bad. The fight scenes were pretty competent as far as those things go. They were all the same. They I were was all the same. Bored. <laughs> they were all the same. They were all the same. But they weren't no... at least confusing. No. There, it was the same problem of like they're at the same scale. They're both invincible. And uh-huh. how do you, like. That's actually not really that interesting to watch. It's not. Someone, and they have the exact same powers, so. Yeah. Which is boring. Yeah. But well shot in its boringness. I will say I liked the sequence where they were flying through the buildings. I thought that was a neat visual moment and very clearly made for like the 3D audience. I was like, oh, that's a 3D shot they're trying to show off in. Doesn't work as well in 2D, but I recognized that it was kind of neat. Uh... But yeah, most of the flying and punching was flying and punching. And it's hard to do that interesting. And this one was in a special aspect ratio, too. Which one is it? Um, I don't know what the actual aspect ratio was. It was greater than 16.9. Yeah. Which is, 16.9 is what most widescreen televisions are at. Um, you can, which is also like one, I could do the ratios, but I can't do the math in my head. Um, it was a wider than average. Right, which is why you have the black bars on the top, the top and, bottom. and bottom. Yes. Uh, and there's a lot of choices that go into an aspect ratio in certain films. Um, you can think of things like, like CinemaScope was one of the first early, really wide screen things. And it was designed, A, for the big screen, but also to give you this like sense of vastness. It's great for filming landscapes and seeing this massive space out in front of you. At no point in this time did I feel like the aspect ratio helped or hindered what was happening. It was just there. Uh, and could they have, have done more with it? Eh. It meant means nothing. It was just there. <laughs> We're describing this movie in the it same way exists. over and over again. Not subtle about the Christ allegory and imagery, but again, it's just there. It just exists for you to add your own meaning. Uh, oh, this is super nitpicky, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it anyway because I'm gonna be super nitpicky on this one. Uh, this movie had no sense of locational scale as well. Like we have things happening on different sides of the planet multiple times, mm. and. Always it's the same time of day. <laughs> like I mean, when it's happening simultaneously. Yeah. Like they fly from one location to another. Yeah, or even when we just cut between different parts of the world. Like when the Zod's first message comes through and we see people all over the world getting it. At like, night. At night. But it's like night everywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And it's not a huge deal, but it just makes me go like, they didn't think about that. They're just like, yeah, we'll cut to Asia. Because they didn't pick a country. They just said Asia. I know what they were doing when they made this movie. Um, which, again, I think of in context of something like um, Sensate, which is a fascinating show where they put tons of work into thinking about the fact that things were happening simultaneously well, across. Well, you're talking about the Wachowskis versus Zack well, Yeah, Peter, I know. So. They're better directors. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I expect the Wachowskis to get something like that right. Because they care. A lot. And they're pretty good directors. And, and they are pretty good directors and storytellers. 
They made the Matrix a trans allegory decades before anyone realized it. <laughs> Except all the trans people who watched it and went like this, this. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? Nah. Yeah, we're also going to have to do a Matrix episode for oh, when the should. fourth one comes yeah, out. Yeah, we should. The Matrix holds up, though. <laughs> it's a good movie. The sequels, I, I don't know as much. I haven't seen them since they came out. Anything else you want to say about about the Zack Snyder? No, it was Man just Steel? it was just bland. there. It was there. It wasn't interesting. I have no sense of who Clark Kent slash Superman slash Kal El is, or any of the characters. Yeah. Lois Lane. I, I'm I'm bringing with me all of my previous knowledge of those characters. Yeah, and inserting it onto because that's those all portrayals. you've got to go from. Yeah. Uh, which is real rough in an origin story movie where we're supposed to be getting to know these characters for the first time. It's like, well, this is good if you, as long as you know everything about these characters to begin with and can project onto them. I will say it does feel more like later Marvel movies, like Captain Marvel, where I went through the whole movie and I, I don't know who yeah. Captain Marvel is. I can't even remember her name. Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers. I don't know who... Carol Danvers is. We don't yeah. establish it in the origin movie. Yeah. And then we have nothing to go on in in the later for, movies for her. In in the smallest amount of defense of Captain Marvel, we don't know who she is because she's programmed to, to not have a personality, which is not a great choice. It's true. <laughs> it's not a good choice for storytelling and getting to, you know, care about someone. Yeah, but they also had the opportunity to show it in the flashbacks yeah, and didn't. to develop that. No, and, really that. and in no. the flashbacks, you get no sense of who no. this is. Um, character is. It was the smallest of defenses. <laughs> but I think that is something that really became annoying in later Marvel yes. movies. Just like these characters They're are here. just on autopilot. It's They're like not, action no figures. development. Yeah. So DC did copy Marvel in oh, that Oh, they got aspect. it right! <laughs> just probably not what they were going for all right well you want to want to wrap up the show then uh yeah you want to talk about the patreon we'll talk about the patreon we have a patreon uh you can support us on patreon.com slash five degrees you can give us money per episode for every one of these times where we're going to watch a Zack snyder movie you can give us a dollar if you feel like it or two dollars or a hundred dollars don't give us a hundred dollars an episode that's too much pressure unless you're disney and marvel unless you're disney and marvel like, in which case our rate is actually a lot higher but we'll yeah. talk about that off air <laughs> <laughs> We'll negotiate. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure out something reasonable between us. Uh, yeah, that's the problem with Disney and Marvel don't need to pay us because so many people share these opinions. <laughs> if it was just getting paid by Disney and Marvel, uh, you'd have probably fewer people who feel like this about these movies. Uh, yeah, so we have a Patreon. Uh, you get cool perks on our Patreon. Like what, Amy? You can... Listen to unedited versions. These are already completely unedited, but you get to hear from when we turn the mic on to check the mic off, which is almost completely conversations with our cat. Yeah, super bonus unedited episodes. (laughs) Um, And you can get a list of movies that we didn't watch. Usually Kevin gives me a list of five movies, and then I choose one and we watch it. Right now we've decided to veer into a Snyder yeah. marathon the dreaded over the continuity. next couple of weeks. Yeah. So we won't have lists for the next couple of weeks. But but uh, you can know what we're going to watch in advance because it's the but Snyder movies. However, we may take a break because we yeah. may get to the point where we're like, I can't do another <laughs> one this weekend. Let's watch That is a possibility. Else. That is definitely a possibility. But mostly we want you to support us on Patreon because you want to support us. We're not doing it for the cool, not doing it for the cool 
perks of which we have exactly two. Um, but because we want to keep making this podcast and put it out there for free for all of you. And that will always be the case. Uh, we will put it out there for free for everybody who wants to listen to it. And if you are listening to it, thank you. Thank you for listening. It means a lot to us that people find our rambling tangential conversations about media interesting enough to listen to. And some people find them interesting interesting enough to support us on patreon uh you can i should mention set a monthly cap in case we record 20 episodes in a month and you're like i don't want to give you that much money um you can cap it at like five bucks a month or whatever if you want no shame in that uh but yeah tell your friends about us rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher uh that's how more people listen to us uh just put it on thumb drives and scatter them in parking lots see what happens don't do that don't put random thumb drives into your computer <laughs> That's a terrible idea. It is a terrible idea. Um, yeah, there's definitely, that's been penetration testing people have done where they've just scattered malware on thumb drives in like company parking lots and like, oops, downloaded an app that I shouldn't have. <laughs> Don't put random thumb drives in your computer. That's the five degrees between us tech safety <laughs> tip of the week. All right. All right. Say goodnight, Amy. Goodnight, Amy.